How's it going, you guys? Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about some form breakdown and a kind of a workout breakdown with regards to the overhead press. If you'll excuse me as I readjust my microphone, it is definitely not in the right location right now. So one of the things I wanted to get into is sort of a movement analysis or a movement breakdown. And one of the things that I sort of wove back into my workouts today, it is a movement that I've not done in quite some time. And it felt really good to to get back under the bar with this one. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So the movement of the day or the workout of the day was the overhead press and not just any overhead press. We're talking the strict overhead press. Now, it can be night and day from the push press and not to be confused with maybe a dumbbell press that the strict overhead press is a barbell movement performed preferably at a commercial gym, at least in a squat rack. And it is something that you uh, you have the barbell in the front of your of your body, and you have sort of a bench pressing type grip. You can either go wide with it. I prefer to go shoulder width apart with my grip. And your form is definitely everything with this movement. That your body has to be in line if you want to press the maximum amount of weight possible. And I think it was it was a professional powerlifter out of Canada who kind of coined the the saying that the overhead press is one of the true testaments of a man's strength. And and I feel that this is something that is extremely true that when with regards to pressing movements, speaking on flat bench, incline bench, any type of dumbbell pressing movements, Pressing movements on machines, I don't really put in this same category, so to speak. I feel that those are sort of something of their of their own uh, devices. And so when we're talking about a pressing movement, I, I'm speaking about free weight movements, not even uh, Smith machine movements, so to speak. It's that's more that's something completely different. So pressing free weight. Now, when you're bench pressing, you have a a flat bench sort of on your back and you can drive your shoulders your feet are firmly planted and placed in a in a position that you can drive your your feet into the ground and get as much torque is the term that's used amongst some lifters but get as much torque or drive into that press allowing you to then push more weight other things is chest position or arching of the back to change the placement of the bar or change sort of the the muscle groups and their positioning throughout the movement. And all of these, they're kind of out the window when you're overhead pressing, that you, you don't want to hyperextend your spine the way you would on a flat bench in order to move your chest up a little bit, that you want to keep your, your spine as... Um, 
how do I say, as neutral while in the standing position as possible. That when you begin to hyperextend your spine, you're putting a lot of weight on some of those discs. And now, though I can't get really into the like the medical side of things or the human body type side of things, I just know that that is not a position that you want to put your spine in, especially under a heavy load, even when you're repping it out. And that there's been times where I've done a heavy overhead press and I felt like I kink a muscle in my neck. So positioning and just your your body positioning and everything, form, I say on the overhead press is probably just as important, if not more important than some of the more complicated compound movements such as deadlifting, back squats, and other things that we we all need to take care to ensure that we're we're in the proper form and that we're performing these lifts as as effectively as possible. But some of these lifts we can admit there's there's some room, some wiggle room for for poor form. And with the overhead press, I, I feel like there's not there's not that much room for for bad form to exist. Another thing that I learned along the way when coming up in the ranks on the overhead pressing sort of circuit was the 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 cues that you have to sort of either know or kind of think about when performing the lift. And one of the more complicated cues, it took me I want to say a year of training overhead press to really grasp the concept was to push out your stomach and create that intra-abdominal sort of brace as well as squeezing your glutes. And if you want to talk about squeezing your glutes, your glutes and pushing out your stomach at the same time, I mean, you might as well be talking while swimming or gosh, walking and chewing bubble gum. I can't, I can't really think of a, a, a really good explanation or example of this, but it kind of seems backwards. Like, yeah, I can't really, <laughs> I can't really think of one, but it's just awkward. More, most people say walking and chewing gum, like you're, you're trying to do two different things that don't really exist together in many other movements. I don't know many movements where you're squeezing your glutes and pushing out your stomach at the same time. Like if you, if you're wearing a weighted, a weightlifting belt, you're, you're pushing your stomach into that belt. You're, you're really bracing your core. And it was a very difficult concept again, as I, as I reiterate to, to grasp for the better half of a year of training in the overhead press. Another thing I had, I had watched in a video from Matt Ogus and he was talking about hand positioning. And I mentioned earlier, you can definitely do a wide grip or you can do a narrow grip or one that is slightly outside shoulder width. And elbow positioning is key. Elbow positioning, not a lot of people, I want to say beginner lifters really think about when doing things like a bench press or, or any type of pressing movement. They sort of just push the weight up. But in order to have the, the strongest and most powerful movement uh, or driving force is to make sure that all of these sort of ligaments or joints or, or bones or 
whatever it is that you you want to think about in line with one another. So you want to have your elbows directly underneath your wrists. And you don't want to have your wrists hyperextended back too far. And you want to keep those elbows tucked in or those arms tucked in. You don't want them you don't want them out flapping like chicken wings. You want to keep everything tight. You definitely want to brace your lats when performing this lift. And when you take that big breath in, you, even though the weight is really heavy and it's coming from a dead standstill, you still want to think about exploding out of the hole with that weight, putting as much oomph behind it without jumping or push pressing it up. It's sort of like a, like you're shocking your body into, into an awakening and moving this, this weight that was stagnant into, well, over your head. And once you, cause you clearly have to have your head back. If you get used to overhead pressing, eventually you're going to knock your chin one or two times with that bar. So you want to keep your head back and out of the way because you don't want to move the bar in front of your face and then back over your head. That would be losing a lot of energy or wasted energy with that kind of movement. You want your head out of the way to begin with, and then you want to press that weight straight up. And as soon as it passes your head, the top of your head, you want to shoot your head or neck forward and get it under the weight so that you're so that the weight is then supported by just the linear trunk of your your body's i guess center of motion or center of of uh i don't really think it's center of gravity but if you were to to look at your physique from the side that barbell should run directly in line sort of with your body straight up and down and that is probably the strongest position to hold the heaviest weight too far forward, you're going to dump that weight. Too far back, you're probably going to fall back with it. So you definitely want to keep it in line with your body. And I don't think it's something that everybody has to really think about. I think that that's something that we all just naturally fall into that positioning. I could be wrong though, but I know that for myself, it was really easy. Like you can feel that weight sway when it's over your head. And if you, if you're unfamiliar with what that's like, you can grab something like a a barbell and do, I think they're Turkish stand-ups or Romanian stand-ups with, that's with a a kettlebell, but I think you can use a dumbbell as well where you're lying on the floor with a barbell or the dumbbell straight up and then you have to stand up or get up and you'll find that you're, you'll want to naturally keep that weight uh, balanced with your, your body's sort of center and too far forward again, it's it's just going to throw everything out of whack. So keeping, keeping in mind your form, staying tight throughout the entire movement. I know that whenever I'm overhead pressing and I'm uh, getting upwards to 135 pounds on the bar, that is where my soft limit is in a sense that anything at that or above that, I'm grabbing my weight belt because I definitely don't want to put my spine or my lower back or anything into a compromising position. And I feel that with this movement, especially, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways you can hurt yourself. And it's why, again, it's a, it's just a testament of a man's strength that 
it's it's just you in that bar at that point. And whenever the weight's directly over your head like that, I mean balance and it's it's a it's a real game changer to to have to work on that and keep that on the up and up as well as mobility. I know that uh, you know our wrists can feel a little tight, so you definitely want to stretch those out. Uh, we might not have that range of motion for our shoulders, so there are things that we can do to help counteract that. Some of these things are stretching with a lacrosse ball. And now I don't have video with this podcast, but I would definitely recommend you guys check out YouTube videos on lacrosse ball stretches that you can do and some massages for the muscles, foam rolling, you know, stretching that that upper and that lower spine with some types of yoga movements before your exercise, all of these things to sort of ensure that you're your body's ready to perform this this movement in particular. Again, as there's a lot of folks out there that might just be able to jump in the gym and just slam it out. However, there are some lifts that I personally feel that, well, I feel that all of them require proper warm-up and proper stretching, but there are some that, without question, you you have to. I mean, you, you just have to stretch. You have to be ready for it because, again, you can hurt yourself. And nobody wants that. Now, if you're looking overhead press on like a Smith machine, I say good luck. Most of them are too short for me to get the bar that far over my head. Secondly, I feel that Smith machines are definitely not on the table for what I consider to be serious weightlifting. I think that if you're trying to rep something out or you don't really want to think about it, it's kind of like a happy medium between free weight lifting and machine lifting because you are putting free weight more plates onto a track guided machine. And you really, this could be a whole nother podcast about just this alone, but you really have to have your seat or your body in the correct position to perform movements on a Smith machine. Because again, everything's locked. With free weights, that weight can kind of sway, it can move, your body can counteract certain things on the fly. But with a Smith machine, you have to conform to the one track movement of that machine. It's only going to go linearly up and linearly down. It's not going to go forward, backwards, this ways or that ways. So there's no, there's no sort of room for, I guess you can call it maybe freestyling or sort of going with the flow when lifting on a Smith. So there again, aside on the air caution, if you want a Smith machine, uh, do work on a Smith machine, or if you're even doing any pressing movements. When it comes to any type of shoulder work, I, I usually steer clear of machines because the shoulders, that's not that's not a place that I want to find myself visiting or entertaining the idea of any injuries. So I I stick with strictly free weights. And if I am going to do things for reps, I I go with cables for reared out flies, for rope face pulls, things of that nature. And machine work for shoulders is definitely not on the plate, but I digress. So overhead press, strict overhead press. That was the workout of of the day. And it felt really good. 
like I said earlier, to to have that back in the rotation, to be able to get back onto the bar and, and press some some weight. I'm still sort of on a hiatus or a break as I'm recovering. My my elbow and my shoulder are still a a problem for me in the gym when it comes to bench pressing or performing any type of dumbbell shoulder press work. However, with the overhead press, I felt no pressure. I felt no discomfort. And so it felt really good to be able to press after such a long time babying my pressing days. I mean, it it pretty much makes my my chest day and my shoulder day kind of not my favorite days anymore. I'm not really excited to to get in the gym and do those because well, I'm not I'm not benching. I'm not dumbbell shoulder pressing. I'm just sort of doing a lot of accessory work, triceps, and even then it has to be light because of my elbow and in certain only in certain machines do I tricep extend or do I tricep do any type of tricep work uh, with the dumbbells, just shoulder pressing. I mean, doing side lateral raises, doing rear delt flies with the cables, rope face pulls, as I mentioned earlier. I mean, those are sort of the things that I'm doing. And to me, it feels like light work, accessory work. It's not really a foundational movement, something of of merit that I can log progress and and continual gains with. So that being said, the overhead press is definitely something I encourage everybody who is interested in doing it to to definitely give it a shot. I know that for those of you out there who do CrossFit, you're probably already uh, well-learned with the overhead press. Your coach should be teaching you proper techniques and what to look for, what cues, and what to think about while pressing. I know in commercial gyms, there are a lot of mirrors and our eyes can be distracted. So that's one leg up that I feel CrossFit Box has over a commercial gym when it comes to performing the overhead press because there's no mirrors. You're you're not looking at yourself. You're looking at either a blank wall or you're looking just across the warehouse and your mind can really get in tune with your body at that point because you're not looking at it. You have to feel it. You have to feel what your body's doing. And so I'm not saying close your eyes when you press because <laughs> that can throw people off their equilibrium right there. But what I am saying is that if your commercial gym does have a mirror, maybe focus on something else other than yourself. Don't let your eyes wander because your body, it may follow if if you do that. So, Yeah. That's all I got for today, you guys. Again, another quickie podcast. I want to thank you guys if you made it this far. You can always find me on my Instagram at Ramon underscore Campamore. Feel free to slide in the DMs. Shoot me any questions, any comments, any suggestions you guys might have on just topics or anything in general. And yeah, until next time, you guys, see ya.